heard a story, heard a story uh, recently, and I won't be before you long tonight. Heard a story recently of the Chinese underground church. Shared this this morning with our, with the prayer time. Uh, these Chinese underground church leaders, you know, over there it is illegal to have church services like we have church services, and they have to do everything very secretive. They call it the underground church, and uh, some of the leaders of a large underground congregation came to the United States to see what we do in the United States, and so they came, and they saw our buildings, and, and they saw how we do services, and, and they see, you know, the parking lots and the worship teams and the live stream capabilities. They're amazed. They're amazed. And at the end of their time together, the American church leaders asked these uh, Chinese underground church leaders uh, what they thought. And the church leaders from China said that we are blown away and amazed. They said we're blown away because of everything that you've accomplished. The buildings, the live stream, and everything. We came over here, we spent days with you, we went through meetings and strategy, and, and, and we, we looked at everything you do, it's amazing. We're blown away. We're also amazed. We're amazed at how much you've done without praying. Jesus said, my church, my house, shall be called a house of prayer. I share that story because I never want us to become so good at doing church that we don't even need God. We were just singing the song a moment ago, weren't we? Not by might, nor by power, but by your spirit. And so when I, as your pastor, every single week, I feel this heaviness to share the word of God, and I ask God every single week to just anoint me, to help me. It's not by might, nor by power, or by power. It's not my ability, it's not my strength. Paul said, I didn't just come to you in word only, but in the power of the Holy Spirit, and that when we come together, there's a supernatural element taking place when we're in the house of God. So that's why when you come here, that sometimes you'll sit through worship and a tear will sneak down your cheek, and you're like, I don't know what's happening. Can I tell you what's happening? The power of God's in the house. And you, you just came in and, and, and you just thought you were coming on a first Wednesday to, to hang out with some friends. But when the sermon begins to go and your heart begins to pound and you want to raise your hand to give your life to Christ, I can't explain why that happens. But it's been happening for thousands of years and millions of people have said yes. And tonight could be your night. Because it's the power of a praying dependent on God Holy Spirit Church. Amen? I want to take some time and just share with you some thoughts out of a passage that's extremely familiar if you've been coming to church for any time. Uh, John chapter 11. It's the story of Lazarus. Many of you have heard this story. 11 chapter 1, uh, chapter 1 verse 11, it says, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and his excuse me, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. And it was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, very important, watch this, the sister sent to him saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. Aren't you glad Jesus loves sick people? Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So... When he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. 
Isn't that confusing a little bit? I thought if you loved me, you would be here in my deepest time of need. I thought if you cared for me, like the scripture says, that you would make a point to travel several miles, according to the word of God, to to get to the hospital bed to check on me. The Bible says you love me. Why don't I send you? So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two places, two more days in the place where he was. And we jump 11 verses to verse 17. So when Jesus came, 11 verses later, he found that he had already been in the tomb for four days. So just to get this straight, Jesus didn't get to the hospital. Jesus didn't make it to the visitation. Jesus didn't make it to the funeral service. Jesus didn't send flowers. He didn't send a text. Jesus skipped everything, and the Bible lets us know, if you read it, the Bible says he shows up after everything is done. It's like he showed up for the fried chicken after the funeral. (laughs) Have you ever been there when you sent for God and he was a no-show? Have you ever prayed and he didn't answer? Have you ever asked the question, why, God, are you taking so long? I know we've turned the page, we've gone to a new year, but I guarantee you if I were to talk to some of you in this room tonight or online, I guarantee you there are some of you who've experienced loss and grief and pain and questions and doubt and second-guessing, and you prayed. And he stayed two days in the place where he was. Like the verse prior says, you love me. You know, like you actually, you love me, but you are not here with me. I know I'm talking to real church people tonight. If you came to church at 32 degrees in Columbus, Mississippi, you're really going to heaven. (laughs) But have you ever been there when you sent for God? You prayed. It's like his phone was dead. Have you, have you ever tried to get God's attention and he's quiet? Have you ever prayed for your father to be well and he still died? I thought you loved me. Have you ever prayed that he could help you and you felt helpless? <laughs> I thought you loved me. Have you ever prayed for your kid? who is struggling right now and you pray and you're sincere and you know in your heart that you don't know anything else to do but to pray. I sense the Holy Spirit in this move just now and I said that. There's somebody in this room, you are praying for your kid and I'm telling you, you're sitting there and you're saying, God, where are you? Where are you? I know he loves me, but where, where is he? He was sick. That's what Jesus knew or what they informed him of. 
They said, the one you love is sick. And what we find later, he's already dead. When Jesus gets there, he wasn't dead for a minute. He wasn't dead for 10 minutes. He wasn't dead for a day. He was dead for four days. Four days. Now, verse 18. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. So Jesus was about two miles. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brothers. So now there's a whole crowd there. We're after the funeral service, and people are they're mingling, they're they're hugging, they're saying, "Call me," you know. They're getting, you know, people putting their coats on. It's getting ready to go. It's been a long day. Now Martha said to Jesus, "If you had been here, if you had been here, my brother would not had." die. This is verse 21. If you had been here, this wouldn't even happened. Things would have been different if you just did what I asked you to do 11 verses ago. Like I thought you loved me. And now I'm finding out that when you arrive, you arrive four days late. The Bible says Martha comes out. And I don't know about you, but that would be kind of freaky seeing an upset Martha coming at you. She says, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have even died. Notice what she says, verse 22. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Verse 23, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Even now. Somebody say even now. In our final moments together, I told you I wouldn't be long tonight. Here's what I want you to see. Mary and Martha are disappointed. They know God loves them. They love Jesus. Jesus loves them. Yet experiencing a gap between their expectations and their reality. They're frustrated with what God is doing, how long Jesus is taking, and they're looking at the tomb of a brother that should have lived if Jesus would have just done what I said. Aren't aren't we funny how we think we know more than God? Even now. That, That to me is the turning point of this entire passage. Even now, so I know he's dead. I know it's been four days. I know he's been, been embalmed. I, 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 know, I know all that, but even now, it was like Martha knew who she was talking to. She had a little fussy moment, but she still knew. And she looked back at him and said, I know, even now, you can change this. I don't know who I've come to talk to today, but some of you are looking at something lifeless, something disappointing, something frustrated where you thought God was not aligning with your timeline. But I've come to tell you to have the faith like Martha and say, even now, 
Six months after divorce, even now, after I had to file chapter 13, even now when I got the diagnosis with cancer, even now when my kids are having issues in school, even now when I'm struggling with depression and hopelessness, even now, is there anybody who has ever had to stand your ground in the middle of dark season and look up to heaven and say, I don't understand what's happening, but I know that even now you can still do this impossible is there anybody know that you serve a God that can do the impossible even now even now you can still heal even now you can still deliver even now you can bring healing even now I hear people say America's gone too far. I hear people say that the next generation, they're losing grip on faith and, 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 and church and the presence of God. They don't prioritize the word of God. It's not like it used to be. It's like the old generation had it and the new generation doesn't want it. But I've come to stand in the gap with the spirit of Martha and say, even now, God can raise up the next generation to have a spirit of love for God. Even now, there's still church builders. There's still missionaries. There's still speakers and preachers and worship even now who am I preaching to this Wednesday night even now in the last days he said I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your even now watch this you can be seated it don't make me go fast I'm almost done. We're cruising right now. Verse 34, he said to, said to them, where have you laid him? Where have you laid him? And they said, come and see. Where have you laid him? Where have you laid him? Jesus was saying, take me to the place where you finally let go. Take me to the place where you stopped thinking you can fix it. Because the moment you got your hands off it is the moment I can put my hands on it. You know what's crazy? It, Jesus waited four days. According to Jewish tradition, that after the body had been in the tomb, they believed that it was after the fourth day. They, there was some tradition of the time that believed the spirit of the individual stayed around the body for, four, for three days. That's why Jesus waited till the fourth day to show them that when I show up, you're going to know his, his body is dead and his spirit ain't close. You're going to know, even now, that was me. Here's what I think, perhaps, perhaps, that we activate the miraculous when we choose to turn it over fully. Some of us right now, we're fighting and saying, we're trying to fix our kids and, and fix our stuff. And, and we're getting, you got to do, and we're trying to be our, our children's Holy Ghost. We're trying to be the Bible to our kids. And God's saying, won't you just turn them over to me? You cast your cares on me because I care for you. Take me to the place. Show me the spot because when you bury something, it's over. There's no, there's no, if you're burying it, it's done, right? So that's what's happening. He's like, take me to the spot where you finally let go. And it is where you finally let go is when Jesus walks over to the place and says, roll that stone back. 
And the Bible says that he speaks into that tomb. Scholars say that he had to say the name of Lazarus because if Jesus said, come forth without designating a name, that whole tomb, that whole graveyard was coming back to life. But Jesus said, Lazarus, even now, Lazarus, come forth. I've come to tell you today that we serve a God that can stand at the front of a broken, dead place and say, hey, marriage, even now, come forth. I think God can stand right in the middle of your family living room and say, you know what? Come forth. I can bring some dead things back to life. I can do some supernatural things. And all he's waiting on is you and I to just say, even now, I trust you. I know I was frustrated in the first part of this chapter. I was a little upset at you. And I still got my words in. I was still like, hey, if you would have been here, I spoke my mind. I'm still human. But I know that even now you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ask or think. That even now you can do something impossible and unbelievable and unexplainable. And even now. It's like the, the enemy is so good at making us think that God is stuck in time. And like when we grew up in church, they used to, when somebody would preach this, they would say something like, it may not come when you want it. And the enemy can make you think, well, you're getting too old now, and if God was going to do it, he would have done it five years ago. And Well, they're too gone now. And, and, and I would say this, the more impossible it seems... Wouldn't you think that's more of a prerequisite for the miraculous? Because if it is still possible with human effort, then we can still get the glory. But Jesus, or the Word of God says that no flesh can glory in His presence. So I'm just of the belief that maybe, just maybe, God will make us wait till the fourth day. But He's waiting on somebody who will still say, even now. When you came into the room, you received these cards. I want you to do me a favor. You grab that for me. Even now. We know the story. Jesus goes to the tomb. He calls out Lazarus. Lazarus comes forth. My prayer is I, I, I don't know what you need to write down. I don't know what it feels like an even now thing you need to think about. I don't know what feels impossible. But I want you to know today that God can still do the impossible. <laughs> this is not just some ancient story. We serve a God that can show up and do the unbelievable. So here's what I want you to do. Just in that moment, in God's presence, in that chair, I want you to write down some prayer requests, some things that are on your heart right now, some things that are heavy, some things that are speaking to the fear that is speaking to your heart and mind, the questions, the doubt that is stirring in your heart. And you may be in here thinking, man, I sent for God years ago. Can you still have a Martha attitude that says even now? Even now. I don't know, the enemy may even be telling some of you right now, don't write that down. <laughs> That's too big. But maybe you do need to write down, you know what? I believe that God can restore this relationship with my mother. 
I believe that God can, can heal me from a spirit of fear. I believe that God can hold me and, and strengthen me in this dark hour. Maybe some of you, it's addiction. I want you to write it down. For some of you, you don't have to write your name on it. You can leave this anonymous. But maybe you're, you're in this room right now and you're saying, you know, I'm struggling with addiction that nobody knows about. I want you to write it down. Because here's what we're gonna do. For the next 21 days, these are gonna be sitting on this altar. And we're gonna be praying over every single one of these for the next 20 days. Today was the first day. For the next 20 days. And tonight we're gonna pray over them. And I want you to get your heart stirred and believe that God can still do things even now. May not be easy. You may have your doubts and questions, but I want you to write it down. Last year, we saw so many miracles and so many testimonies and reports and stories coming in from people saying that God touched my life and strengthened me. And I'm not making that up. I'm not exaggerating. We didn't get to the end of 21 days before our phones and inboxes started filling up because things happen when we pray. You need your son to be saved, write it down. Need your grandkids' health? God, to touch that grandkid, I want you to write it down. Maybe your daughter needs to date the right guy or get away from the wrong guy, write it down. I know many people are still writing. But for those of you who are done, I'm gonna ask you if you will just stand with us all over the room as Pastor Tyson and the team come. It's a little bit of a different night, but I like it. I'm okay if you're okay. I want you to believe something with me. It's really important where your faith is. Jesus told uh, the woman with the issue of blood, I believe it was her when he turned to her and says, your faith made you whole. I didn't even have to touch you. You touched me with the right faith. Because all the disciples around him said, everybody's touching you. But he said, no, somebody touched me different. There will be some people that will come down to this altar and lay this card down, and it was just a regular Wednesday night. It would be just a regular Five to, five to, what did I just read? Eight o'clock. That one says 11.32. I thought, it's, I thought I preached for three hours. There'll be some people that will come down here, Haley, and, and just write it, set it down. But there are some of you in this room that you have to activate your faith. And when you walk down to this altar, I believe heaven's gonna say, somebody set that card down different. That, that's, that spoke, that some, somebody needs something this coming year. Somebody needs a miracle this month. Could be financial, could be in business. Whatever it is, we're gonna believe with you. This ain't a joke for us. We believe that God can still do the impossible. Do you believe that? So here's what I want you to do. I'm gonna ask Pastor Tyson and the team, come on out. They're gonna lead us in a moment. And I want you to start making your way, and I want you to lay them on the altar. We're gonna pray as a church but all the way from the top, all the way from the bottom, to make your way to the front and begin to lay them on the altar and telling heaven, 
I'm gonna leave it right here, just like Mary and Martha did. I'll take you to the, here's the place, God. I give it over to you completely. I need my brother to be saved. I give it over to you completely. I need my home to have revival. I give it over to you completely. I need my life to be changed. I give it over to you completely, 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 completely. I transfer the burden once and for all. Come on, sing all over the church. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. That's why I trust him. That's why I trust him. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, Even and he now. answered. Even I now. sought the Lord. And he heard, even and now, he answered. That's why I trust him. Even now, that's why I trust him. Even I now, the Lord. I have and faith heard, and to believe answered. God that I even now, the Lord. Hey. And he heard, this and is a turnaround answered. season for somebody. For some people walking down here, this is life and death. For some people walking down here, this is a decision. To That's say, God, here it is. I, I'm done I just holding Lord, on to it. I'm turning it over once and for all. Answer, Come on, all over this I room. Lord, Come on, let's raise our hands heard, to heaven. And he answered, I sought the Lord. And he heard, and he answered. That's why I trust him.
There are people that brought cancer reports up here. There are people that brought impossible situations. There are people who have brought pain and discouragement and unforgiveness and bitterness and, and people who have been molested and people have been raped and people have been discouraged and people have been lied on and mistreated. There are burdens that are laying on these altars. Though these cards may be paper, they may be heavy as stone in the hearts of men. But Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, even now that your spirit come, your kingdom come, your love come, your power come. And we pray in the name of Jesus that sickness begin to go. We pray that cancer begins to go. We pray that brokenness begins to leave. We pray that anger begins to go. We pray that addiction leaves. We pray that secrets go. We pray that marriages are restored. We pray revival, healing in Jesus' name. We believe you, God. We don't pray these prayers in our own power, in our own name, in our church authority. We pray in the name that is above every name, that in the name of Jesus, every knee has to bow. Every knee has to bow. And we pray it, and we decree it, and we declare it. We command crime to leave this city. We command crime to go. Shut down every drug house. Pull out every corrupt politician. Pull out every angry person. Pull them out of this city. Pull them out of this region. Pull them out of this community. And I pray that you dispatch angels over this community that your kingdom begins to develop and lives begin to be changed and hearts begin to be transformed. I pray fatherless homes become fathered again. I pray that drug abuse will begin to leave. I pray that your love will become known and lives will be changed in Jesus' name in Jesus name hear me prayer don't move God if it don't move you it don't move you you can't just sit there and say uh, now I lay me down to sleep the reason I think we are so frustrated in our prayer lives is because we are too general and I think we're gonna have to get direct and say the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous avails much so when we pray I ain't doing this for show. I'm expecting for me to get an inbox this week where somebody says, I wrote on that card, I couldn't have a baby. You think it's crazy? You think it's crazy to believe that God can do the impossible in 2023? I think I'm in the right church with the right attitude that can say, even now, even now, I'm not scared what God could, God could do it even now. I sought the Lord, he heard, and he answered. And he answered. Not because I'm perfect, because he's able, faithful, strong, mighty. Come on, aren't you thankful tonight that our God is able to do it even now? Pastor Tyson, why don't you lead us one more time? Let's sing all over this room in a spirit of faith before we leave in just a moment. Let's just worship the King. Come on, from a place of faith. We're going to believe it. We're going to believe it. That's why I'm 
Come on, sing it. This card right here, I don't want to call you out, don't say your name on it, but I love what it says. I'm going to pray for this card right now with all of you. It just says, I want to believe in miracles. Father, I pray for whoever wrote this down, that you give them a miracle. You show them who you are in the next 30 days. Let them see it whether it's financial, whether it's relational, and you've been wondering, God, if you're, if you're even real. I pray, God, show yourself real to this person like they've never seen you before. Visit them in their dreams. Visit them in their family. Let them see a miracle that they can say, even so, even now, let it be so. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Here's what I want you to know. We're going to close service. Pastor Josiah's coming. Won't you guys stay? You go with that? You got to be somewhere? You don't got to be nowhere? You hungry? A little hungry? I am hungry. You know what I'm doing after church? What are we eating? I don't know how to say it. It's a new Mexican restaurant. Yes, everybody just spoke in tongues. Did you hear that? That's what we're going to eat after church. But... Here's what I want Pastor Tyson to do. Get back in the spirit, everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna have Pastor Tyson's gonna lead us. Pastor Tyson's gonna close us. We're gonna leave these cards here. I'm gonna stay down here in the front with the pastors. If you need prayer for anything, if you wanna come down and pray for cards, whatever, we're gonna hang out for a while. We love you. We thank God for you. How many of you know God can still do miracles? Amen. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday. <laughs>